Podcraft. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode. The secret of love is just kindness. You got it. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Kindness. But we are kindness starved sometimes in our relationships. We have a difficulty showing kindness. Sometimes we show a little kindness, but we have a lot more of the adverse, the criticism, the harsh words. So in this episode, I talk about what brings in kindness in a relationship and how to be kind to each other, thoughtful things to do to each other. And also the difference between being nice or being kind. People really mix that up and I try to give some clarity around that. I talk about also parents, how important it is to really show kindness and be kind to our kids. A lot of times we are stressed out and we show that in our shortness or in our curtness and our stress to our kids. It's so important to have them feel kindness coming from them so that they can be kind people growing up in this world and spreading it. And one thing that's very important is that you need to be kind to yourself in order to be kind to others. So that's an interesting circle that goes around that we really have to understand. In order to be kind to someone else, we have to be kind to ourselves. And I talk about things that we can do to be kind to ourselves. And also I talk about the tone, right? We always talk about it's not what we say, but how we say it. We hear that all the time from our partners. It was in your tone. It was in your attitude. So we talk about how important tone is in relaying our words. So remember to be kind to yourself. And one way that you can be kind to yourself is through our sponsor, Still Point Wellness. Here in Asheville, North Carolina, you can go get a relaxing Esalen massage. That's being kind to yourself. You can go to their state-of-the-art flotation suite. That is kind to yourself. You could just relax and let the stress come off of you, the anxiety, just whittle away in their premier spa. So that's one way that you could be kind to yourself. You could be kind to other people by buying a gift certificate for them to go and experience wonderful stress relief. So contact them at stillpointwell.com and mention the code PREPO to get 10% off your first float or your first Esla massage. Thank you, everybody. Enjoy this episode. And remember, be kind to yourself so that you can be kind to others. Today, I'm going to have a monologue that I'm going to talk about kindness. The secret to love is kindness. And that is what I'm learning. 24 years in this beautiful marriage, I am learning that that is the secret kindness and I've got to learn that every day it's up for me more I'm being more observant and seeing more the times that I'm not kind and I don't like it when I do that 
And I see it show up in my clients all the time. When they come with distress and resentment and anger or what they call communication difficulties, one thing that's hugely lacking besides, of course, appreciation is kindness. And when I tell them that, they kind of nod and they really feel it. But a lot of people, they don't really know how to sustain kindness. Just moments of kindness. But when you wipe it out with a lot of hostility or shortness or criticism, it's hard for kindness to thrive. You know, research has shown that kindness, along with emotional stability, is the most important predictor of satisfaction and stability in a marriage. So why do you think that we're not more kind to each other? Well, I kind of think one of the reasons that we're not more kind to each other is because we're not more kind to ourselves. I think that's totally where it starts. I know for me, when I'm not kind to myself and my self-talk is going and judgment or cutting me off with shortness or some internal critic and criticism, when that is happening, it is very difficult for me to find kindness and be kind to other people, especially the people that are closer to me. So I just want to emphasize this because this is so important. If you're not kind to yourself, how can you be genuinely kind to others? It's going to be fake niceness. It's not going to be coming from your heart because you don't have it to give. As an example, you love others because you love yourself. That's the only way you can do that. If you don't love yourself, you can't love others. If you don't respect yourself, you won't respect others. If you're full of negative self-talk, you're probably going to be judgmental of others. So being kind to yourself is imperative. So small acts of kindness for yourself, you'll have also more ideas and ways to be kind to others. Like small acts for yourself of kindness can be as simple as like taking your own water bottle with you or taking a warm jacket so that you're being really kind to yourself when you need something like that, a little snack when you're hungry. Those are kindful acts to yourself. And in doing that, you're going to be kinder to others. So that's a huge one for me is really watching my self-kindness that comes along with self-compassion, but doing kind things to myself. And my wife has really taught me a lot of wonderful observations over the years of how to be kind to herself. First of all, I'm just going to say my wife is absolutely the most kind person that I know. I got to tell you all what's happening right now because this is beautiful. My wife is actually sitting across from me on the sofa knitting with her headphones on listening to me record this because I asked her to <laughs> because some of the monologues I did of late, I felt lonely just talking to myself in this room by myself. So I asked her to come up and keep me company and and guess what? She was kind enough to do that. That's a kind act for her to just come up and keep company with me and give me some of her wonderful energy. She always exemplifies kindness in so many things. And I say always because she recovers really quickly when she's not kind. And I think that that's a wonderful focus on kindness. 
So I was just thinking about something that happened the other day when I recorded a podcast, a monologue, and I was replaying it for my wife, and I made a mistake. I, I messed up a word or a phrase, and they edited it out. They could edit it out. And she made kind of like this incredulous face, like, you know, ooh, that was stupid. You made this mistake. And I really felt it. And I said to her, whoa, whoa, you know, that's hard for me to be vulnerable and have you listen to some of this podcast. And I'm, I'm okay with feedback. But that feedback, that felt really strong and that felt critical and there was contempt to it. And I felt really vulnerable when I was saying that. And she just said, she recovered so fast. And she said, you are right. I am so sorry. That comes from some aspects of the roots of my family that I'm trying to change. And she apologized deeply. And to me, that's a kind act. To actually catch yourself when you're not being kind and not defend it, not explain it, but also be a kind act to totally own it to take accountability and responsibility. So thank you, sweetie, for doing that. She's nodding her head right now as she's knitting and she's saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was good at that. And I know that there's these listeners out there that are like, why don't you put her on? Why isn't she talking to you? Well, because my wife doesn't want to debut right now because it's Mercury retrograde. She's going to wait till after Mercury goes direct and then we're going to do some shows. So I'm really looking forward to that. So again, I think the hardest time to practice that kindness is, of course, during a fight. But strangely enough, this is almost the most important time to be kind. And again, when she did that, I felt it throughout the whole day afterwards. It felt so good for her to have that awareness. I felt some suffering at that moment. I think that's one aspect of a kind act is when we recognize that perhaps somebody is having some pain and suffering that we alleviate it, help alleviate it with our kindness. And that's very different than nice. And I'm going to talk about the difference between nice and, and kindness. Well, heck, I could talk about it right now. We all hear this all the time. We hear a phrase, so-and-so is really so nice. We probably thought nothing of it. You know, that person is really, really nice. But you know, at the root of extreme niceness is usually feelings of inadequacy and the need to get approval and validation from others. Kindness, on the other hand, emerges from somebody who is compassionate and comfortable with themselves. And it comes from the goodness of their heart, which I believe niceness comes from inadequacies of the person trying to get approval, trying to get what they want and also that they can't bear to have anyone upset with them. So that's an aspect of coming from actually lower self-esteem, when we're just constantly being nice. Yeah, I think also kind people take responsibility for their own self-care. They're generous, even altruistic. And I think that, again, when I'm thinking about my wife, she really takes care of herself really, really well. She makes herself comfortable, makes sure that she has some good food, makes sure there's a pillow behind her. That's taught me that pillow behind her back and sometimes even on, on her side and her stomach, even get really cozy to being a kind act. 
when we first met, we were talking on her bed. I think the the second day that we met, and my wife, she was cutting some felt, and we were having our first really deep conversation, and we were talking for oh thirty minutes or so, and then I realized she was doing a little bit of sewing with this felt, and at the end of the conversation, she started trying on a vest. She made a vest in that 45 minutes. And I just looked, I said, you just made a vest? And she said, yeah, I was cold. And I thought, well, first, my first thought was, I'm never going to go cold with this woman. (laughs) So right off the bat, I knew I was, I was a made man. I was taken. But the second thought was, wow, that is such a kind thing to do for herself. So she's been a continuous inspiration to me. You know that, lovey? You've been a continuous inspiration. She's nodding. She knows that. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about her because this is about kindness. And being around her, she has been the most influential and wonderful model of kindness for me in my life. I remember having a conversation with the other day and asked her about what is kindness to her. She definitely said about being open, open open-mindedness, and to see the person in a warm light. And I think that's a wonderful attribute to actually look more at the positive attributes of the person and actually see them in a beautiful, warm light and that give them the benefit of the doubt. That's actually being kind towards that person. She does this well because in her mind, she reminds herself that this could be her last day or their last day. So she shows up with kindness. What a gift. I know that that's one of the huge secrets of our relationship is how we foster kindness to each other. And especially when we're having difficult times to be able to own our influence of the accountability right off the bat and stop the bickering and to come back to kindness. And that's a telltale sign for most people, right? If you're bickering with one another, boy, there sure is not kindness in the relationship. And that often shows up in, guess what? The tone. Yep, don't we all hear that? It's the tone of your voice and your intent that communicates how important your partner is to you. Yep, it is the tone. So I was reading something the other day from Diane A. Ross. She's a keynote speaker and author and facilitator on the subject of difficult conversations. In one of her writings, she wrote, Tone matters. People quickly pick up disdain, contempt, irritation, sarcasm, condescension from a mile away. Once they sense a tone that does not feel respectful, they can't really even hear what it is we are trying to say to them. The tone being used clouds everything. All they can think about is how unkind, unfair, or rude we are. Yep, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? How many times have you heard, it is not what you say, it is how you say it. And I know a lot of men hear that because I get that all the time in my office. They're like, what do you mean? What do you mean it's how I said it? What do you mean it's the tone? That's what she means. It's the tone. Or that's what he means. It's the tone. This is something that I hear often in my office that somebody will say something to their spouse 
that they thought was harmless, and the spouse's response back is usually, well, that wasn't very nice. And the other person says, what was wrong with what I said? And clearly the other person didn't appreciate how they chose their words. And they usually say, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. And we need to give that person the benefit of the doubt and not be defensive and not try to explain, but just realize that they were probably right, that there was a blind spot that needed to have light shed on it. So there is a fine line between being short or being kind with our spouse. Because what we communicate is always more than the mere words we say. And in this day and age, what really gets messed up is when you're texting each other some emotional content or sometimes not even emotional content. People can take it the wrong way. Why? Because they can't really pick up the tone. They can't see the nonverbals. They can't see the person or hear the intonation of the tone. Very rarely do my wife and I text back and forth anything that we can't interpret the, the tone. We usually don't do emotional stuff more positive things. And when we communicate, we love to leave voicemails because you can hear the intonation, especially the positive, loving, kind intonation. So my advice for a lot of you is don't be texting, especially emotional content. Bring home eggs. What time are you leaving? Those are good texts, but not the emotional content. You can't really understand it. Your intent is also so important to be able to focus on. What energy do you want to relate to the person when you're speaking to them? You have control over the intent to think about how you want to come across and how you want to be. I don't know if I mentioned this in other podcasts, but I really like that I take some intention before I come walk in the house. I like taking a, a few breaths in the car to really think about how I want to walk and what energy that I want to walk in. And a lot of it has to do with kindness. I know I'm walking in to be with people that I dearly, dearly love. And that's, again, the secret of that love is to come with kindness. So we can have intent to be kind. We as parents don't do that enough. We don't have enough intent to be kind to our children. It's really erratic how a lot of parents are treating their children with kindness and then discipline and curtness and shortness and criticism. Today, we were just at uh, the Biltmore house having our date day. We have Monday as our date day. We had a lot of opportunity to be kind with each other. And I just want to put a side note. That's, that's one thing that I tell couples, spend time with each other, make it a priority. And I love that many years ago, we really made this a priority, our relationship in a, on another level where I decided to take Mondays off of work and just be with my wife. And it's made a beautiful higher shift in our relationship. And maybe many people tell me they can't afford to take a full day or hardly any time. I get it, I, I understand, but I know I made a decision with all the ramifications around that. I wanted to walk in my, in my talk and, and uh, see where my priorities are. So maybe I'm tooting my horn about that, but that was a big step of, of realizing sacrifices in other areas for things that I really want in my life. And my relationship with my wife is 
so, so vitally important to me. So taking that date day has really softened our edges that we get to spend that time. So earlier we were at Biltmore and we were having tea outside and we were observing a parent that was taking pictures of their children of the view of the mountains. And as they were telling their children to smile and look happy for the camera, she was also criticizing the little ones for like, go back there, don't do that. Come on, stand up straight. Okay, smile. How many times have we heard that? So to me, there was just such a, an interesting dichotomy or hypocrisy around like kindness, how to, to show this fake smile when there is criticism. And I know that there is a lot of unconsciousness that people don't realize that that's happening, but that's also putting your intent. How do you want to be even in those situations? Because we're going to be modeling that aspect to our children. We model everything. You know, like, for instance, I hear parents talk a lot about their kids' achievements and their accolades and their grades, but very seldom do I hear them talk or describe the kindness as a priority for their kid. Do they talk about that attribute that they're so proud of is kindness? I don't talk about my son's accolades. I love telling people that he is a very, very kind person. I'm so proud of him that that he has that because that's what he's going to, he's walking with that in the world and he's so kind to people in his gestures and the way he speaks. Of course, in the tone, he has a wonderful tone of kindness and I get that back from people that he is a kind man. We need that more in the world, right? We need more kind men in the world. So again, a lot of this focus came from the times that I know I wasn't kind and I wanted to have more kindness in my life and to be able to model that. So, you know, there's a lot of humility around being able to bask in some aspects of me having so much kindness in my life. I know we worked at that focus. I know I worked at that focus and I continue to work at it day to day. So I put it out to all of you. I know it's not easy. I know all the stresses of life comes up and it's hard to always be in your center in your heart and be kind but we always have that moment to come back. We always have that moment to realize that we weren't in a kind moment and to now step up in the moment in more kindness. And another way of showing that, another tip, it shows up in body language, you know, nonverbals. The opposite, of course, is when people like roll their eyes or lack of eye contact or clenched jaws, you know, or a smirky smile. That's the opposite of the softness of kindness. So kindness in, instead keeps like your arms open and you sit forward, you look directly at that person, you relax your face, you can feel the love and the cherishing and the sweetness well up inside yourself and let that be in your body so that it comes across to that person. Isn't that right, lovey? See, she's smiling, she's nodding again. Have it in your body. You know, again, those small little gestures of kindness can be so important. My wife told me what she's loved that I've done for many years since we met was I always leave the last piece of something, like the sweet piece of cake or ice cream. 
I always let her have the last piece. And she always tells me how kind that is of me to do that. And so those little gestures that we know are also like thoughtful gestures. And of course, there's that combination sometimes. Do we know if it's thoughtful or is it kind? It could be a combination of both. You know, kindness has thoughtfulness in it, of course. But it is really kind to be able to think of the other person and want to be able to take care of them in a positive way to make them feel loved. I'm also inspired by how people show others kindness, not just people that they know. And my sister is a huge inspiration for that in me. So if you're listening, babe, my sweet sister Edie, you've been an inspiration to me around the first years, some years ago, maybe five, six years ago, when we went to visit her in Chicago, she would load up her car and her bags and her pockets. And especially when we went into the city, she would have these giveaway bags, these treat bags that had scarves or some gloves, tangerines, and it had some like self hygiene products like shampoo. And as we're walking down the street, and there are people that were living on the street. My sister would go up to them and just give that to them without them asking. Not people that were asking for things and then her giving. She would seek these people out that were lying on the street or sitting on the street. And she would ask them, very courteous, would you like this? And show them what it was. She really treated them with humanness and not looking down upon them or having pity for them. It was a true act of kindness, and it became such an inspiration to me. And then I started carrying gloves in the car and scarves in the car in wintertime. And I remember this one time when I was at a store at night coming out in the parking lot, and I can see this man was approaching me, and I felt he was going to ask me for money. And he sure enough did. He asked me if I had any money, and it was cold out that night. I said, you know what, man, what I've got is I actually got, and I went into my car, he was right there, and I went to give him these winter gloves. And he was so ecstatic. He had these gloves in his head and he was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you. And he gave him this big hug. And I also had a couple bucks on me. I said, hey, and you want the, you want a couple bucks? He goes, no, man, no, not at all. This is just perfect. This is exactly what I needed. As he walked away, all of a sudden there was a blinking car lights that was parked in front of me and, and I saw there were two people sitting and they were observing this whole thing and they gave me a thumbs up. It was just a really sweet moment that I realized that that was an act of kindness and that act of kindness was inspired by my sister. So we can definitely inspire each other to be more kind in the world. So thank you for doing that in my life, Edie. Another little moment that I was thinking about with kindness, both guys and women can relate to it, is putting the toilet seat down. You know, not just it being about a rule, but that's an act of kindness. Because I know when I wake up in the middle of the night and I go to pee, there's a moment that I think, oh, no, no, wait, I got to put that, make sure I'm putting that toilet seat down. Because I don't want her to have that experience, my wife to sit down, not have a toilet seat. That's a moment of kindness in that thought. So it can show up any time. It doesn't have to be in the profound moments when somebody is really suffering how to be kind to them. 
It's actually in all those moments so that you're able to show up. The more that you express kindness, the more that you're going to be able to show up in kindness and just have that more and more in your life. Because I want it more and more in my life. So that's what I'm focusing on. And again, I am saying that to my couples that I see. If they would only focus more on being kind to each other in many different ways and giving the other one a benefit of the doubt, that's a huge charitable act that you can give. You can soften the sharp edge of a conflict when you're giving the benefit of the doubt. And that's a kind act. You know, another kind act is sometimes holding back. Like holding back saying something sarcastic or holding back saying something that you know your partner or people around you might feel embarrassed about, that they might feel really vulnerable, but you're thinking that you want to say it just to get a maybe a laugh or to get somebody to be connected with you, to say something that somebody that you care about might feel hurt about it, to hold back, to actually hold your tongue in that moment, that's a kind act. So here are some quick tips to think about acts of kindness for your partner. You know, you could take one small thing off their plate every day, check in with them and ask them, you know, what's going on today for you? Do you have a lot of things going on? What can I take off your plate? What can I do for you? Is there anything that I can do to relieve your stress? Picking up the kids or making a phone call to the plumber. It could be washing the pots. That's a good one, right? Helping the kitchen more for the person that has also had a long day or has been cooking. Taking one small thing off somebody's plate every day. Restraining harsh words. Because remember, kindness is expressed through actions. So not speaking harshly is one of the kindest acts a person can do. And this is true because of how easily and quickly harsh words just roll off of our tongue. So actually restraining our words, our harsh words, things that may come out disrespectful, that's a very kind act because being hurtful and rude and mean destroys intimacy, destroys connection, destroys trust. Another thing that you can do as an act of kindness is identify some of their favorite things that um, you might do in a habit of their day. For instance, I hear many couples say, he brings me coffee every morning or she packs my lunch. And that's something that's habitual, that's done every day. Those little acts of kindness that you know is coming Hopefully you're recognizing it and really thanking and appreciating the person for doing that, even though it happens every day. Another act of kindness is actually just listening. Listening and be present with somebody is a wonderful, wonderful act of kindness. Being available to just see and care and try to understand another person, that's being kind. So I'm also curious to hear other things that people do for kindness towards their partners. And I now have a Facebook page of Relationships Let's Talk About It. And I want to get more activity on it. I would love to hear from you to share what acts of kindness have you received or some acts of kindness that you do in your relationship that you think would be beneficial to share. Because we can spread that inspiration. That's a wonderful way to do it. Hey, I know I'm going back to one thing that I know that 
I've done before that I'm really proud of it being a kind act. There are times where I'll warm up my wife's car and I will put the seat warmer. She's got a seat warmer on her car and I'll put that on before she uses her car or if she's coming in the car. It's just a thoughtful, kind thing to do. So you can be creative. All these things are around you for you to be more kind to each other. Feed the kindness. So all these things that we're also talking about with partnerships, of course, we can take that into other relationships that we have. Coworkers and parenting and and parents, we know how important it is to have kind words to our, our children. Can we say kind things to them every day? Can we give them our focused attention? Can we really listen to them when they're going on and on and on about something that we might not be interested in, some video game or something like that? It's a kind act to be really present with your kids. When we do also thoughtful and kind things for their friends, that's being kind for our own children. But I think most of all, the way that parents get very impatient and we're stressed out, not talking harsh words. That's a crossover. The meanness or the criticism or just the shortness or the controlling, if we can really watch and turn the level of that volume way down, that's being really kind to our kids so that they will grow up being kind. And I think that that's a direct correlation. I see that how parents talk to other kids and how the kids also act in that same short way or talk that way. I see parents that are really kind to their kids. You know, even kindness of showing a, a child, you know, boys are really big at that. Boys, they stomp on ants, they kill insects and so forth. When a parent gently tells the child that it's a living being, I know that sounds so silly, but that the child actually doesn't go around killing all these insects and so forth, it's being kind. How they treat animals, when kids treat animals with kindness, that's a carryover how they're going to treat living beings and people and human beings, right? So being a modeling for your kids around treating other beings with kindness, people and animals. So I remember an interesting documentary that I saw around the Dalai Lama. There was somebody that was going to interview the Dalai Lama. And before he had his interview, the Dalai Lama's assistant met with this person and told them, if the Dalai Lama is not feeling that you're being present and if he's not engaged in this conversation, then he's going to just give the prayer motion and bow and then just leave. And I thought, wow, the Dalai Lama can just do that? He can just put his hands together in a prayer position and bow to the person and then just leave when he's not interested or getting bored and not feeling the person is, is being present. And I thought about that for a while and I'm like, wow, that's a really kind act to actually do that. To kind act for yourself, the Dalai Lama, I, I'm imagining he really respects himself to be able to, to do that and not have his time wasted. But the way that he's also doing it is very respectful and kind to the person and not telling them that, that they're not interesting or they're not paying attention. It's a kind act to just Stop it. Stop that conversation in that way. So we might want to think about, I know I'm thinking about ways to be kind to myself and take care of myself around people that may not be 
present with me that may be stealing my time that have that there are talkaholics moving away from talkaholics is a very kind act to yourself and that's a whole new episode a whole big episode that I'm looking forward to having about how to deal with talkaholics so removing yourself in that situation is a kind act so in ending this episode I also want to really give some appreciation of kindness to my wife who's still sitting across from me, spending the whole time keeping me company. Earlier in the evening, I had a headache and I laid down and I laid down on the special pillow to try to get relief. And instead of her just sitting and doing her thing, she dimmed the lights for me and put some real soft music on. She actually came around with this beautiful chime as my eyes were closed and trying to relieve my stress on my neck and and the pain. Beautiful chimes were going around my head that really put me in a different state. And that was a beautiful, kind act that she thought of me and to make my focus of relaxing myself and de-stressing and relieving myself of pain. She wanted to help out in that way. So thank you, love. That was a beautiful, kind act that you did. So folks, you got all kinds of things that you can do to be kinder to yourself. When you're kinder to yourself, your relationship is going to go so much better. Okay, everybody, make yourselves a beautiful day. Actually, make yourselves a kinder day. Relationships. Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed professional counselor Prepo Toplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk at adithemonk.com. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is produced by PodCraft. Create your own great podcast today, faster and easier at podcraft.us. Mm.